Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to the Be Unbound podcast. Uh, I am your host, David Rethemeyer, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Abraham Chen. This is an episode in our Pursuit series where we sit down with uh, some of the students in our community who have gone on into particular career fields. So, uh, Abe, who are we talking with this week? David. Today, we are talking about building things. We're talking with our construction people. We have several of our students or uh, alumni, actually, who have experience in construction or um, some in uh, just carpentry. So uh, this is a very interesting episode where we talk all the details about building things again in real life, but also many of the things that you wouldn't think of with construction that they have to deal with on a daily basis. Oh, sounds like a fascinating conversation. So I think that we will go ahead and dive right into that. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the episode. Hello, guys. Welcome on to the show. Very excited to have everyone on, uh, especially the old friends. So um, let's start off with Wyatt. Can you tell us a bit about your involvement with Unbound and uh, what you've what your experience with construction is? Yeah, so I started Unbound. I had to think about this when I was talking to Ezra a little while ago. Pretty sure 2017 is when I started. And I did my first uh, two-thirds of my degree or so through Unbound before I transferred to Liberty University and finished out my degree with Liberty University online. Um, So I'm an Unbound graduate. I did my degree in project management. Um, I was pretty involved in Unbound community throughout my time. there as well, and I'm still to some degree, although to a lesser extent. Um, I've worked in construction for a long time. I worked for an excavating company for about three years um, and for a landscaping company for about two years. And when I say landscaping, I don't mean lawn care. I mean more like installing drains, building retaining walls, things like that. And then I either worked for myself or did uh, small part-time construction jobs off and on for another like two or three years outside of that. And even right now, uh, construction isn't my main thing that I do right now. I'm in seminary currently, but I do work uh, in maintenance for the seminary where I study. So that's um, kind of my construction background. Plenty of experience. We'd love to... uh dig more into that in a second but Ezra we'll let you go next yeah I first enrolled in Unbound in 2016 was there for about a year doing kind of my own path through I hadn't gotten involved with the the student community at all um, until actually apex of 2017 Um, that was kind of my first step into the the community got pretty pretty heavily involved there for for a couple years while I uh, finished my associate's degree um, just did a AA and then continued to work in construction from there. Um, I've been working construction, I guess all, all told probably part-time about 10 years. I, I grew up, my, my dad runs his own, uh, construction company. And so I grew up working with him from a, a very young age with, you know, being, being there, uh, handing him shingles or, uh, helping mud drywall and just doing, doing odd jobs. Um, so I've done a, a lot of residential and commercial remodel, and then some building as well. Yeah, that's really cool. It sounds almost like you've been doing a bit longer if you've been like growing up with it. So (laughs) there you go. Last, definitely not least, we have uh, Caleb Brush. So tell us about your experience. Yeah, sure can. Um, 
I'd been peripherally involved with Unbound for a long time with siblings and whatnot. Um, I became more involved in 2019 when I did the business and leadership program, which was kind of the precursor to the current Ascend program. It was kind of a package with leadership courses and uh, capstone and base camp and all that. So I did that, got more involved there. And then I was an Ascend team leader in 2020 and I was um, on cabinet 2021. That was a pretty cool experience and definitely deepened my involvement in the community. As far as construction, I definitely can't match either of you two. I've not been doing it nearly as long. I did remodeling for a guy, you know, like part-time two days a week for two years. And then for the last year and a few months, I've been working full-time in construction, doing um, new builds, remodels, additions, stuff like that. So, Very cool. Very cool. So um, once again, uh, on Pursuits, one thing that we want to explore is very much this experience of doing different roles and, uh, you know, what that has uh, given you experience wise. So, uh, again, m many of you guys mentioned how you guys did get started, uh, whether it's through, uh, you know, family business or just uh, through getting the job and whatnot. Uh, for you guys, and this is open to anyone, was there ever like a sort of interest or what do you think interested you about the job? It could have been just a job to kind of transition and that's totally fair. But was there ever anything that you felt like, you know, was interesting or you actually enjoyed about being in construction? Well, for me, when I uh, first got my first like part-time job, um, I was, I think I was 14 years old. Don't tell OSHA. And uh, that job was just a job. I really didn't like it that much. It wasn't fun most of the time. As I got more and more experience, I enjoyed it more. But then I came to know a guy who owned an excavating company. And since I was a little kid, probably like every little kid, I really liked big machines. I mean, what's not to love? So I really wanted to go to work for the guy with the excavating company. And uh, I ended up getting a job with him. And, you know, to be honest, probably most year, most days that job was just as miserable as the job I'd had previously. But then some days I got to run the big machines and it was just amazing. You know, running bulldozers and excavators and skid steers, it's really great. It's super fun. Um I probably love it as much today as I thought I would when I was a little kid. So that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about construction was just running big machines. I'm a little kid at heart, to be honest. It's great. I love the confirmation that basically the big machines are as cool as they look or appear. So thank you for confirming that, Wyatt. But yeah, Caleb, Ezra, any other thoughts on... Uh, again, I totally understand where, yeah, it was it started out kind of as a job, but was there something that uh, you did enjoy or like you learned something um, in the process? Wyatt, I must be in the wrong area of construction. I still don't get to spend hardly any time running big machines. So <laughs> kind of disappointed. Maybe I need to find a different job. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely do. Mm -hmm. If you can get get into the machines, man. Get the big I, machines. I, I, was, right. I, I, I take that back. I was running a skid loader just a couple weeks ago but i mean sort of running a skid loader not exactly um abe to answer your question i don't know i always had sort of a superficial interest in construction at least i grew up you know using tools we had a pretty decent shop my grandpa did a lot of woodworking and stuff like that so i was kind of not really in the construction industry but 
used to using tools and that sort of thing. So I was pretty excited about the opportunity to get to learn how to build stuff, even if I didn't want to do it for the rest of my life, just as like a be able to work on my own house, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I definitely just kind of grew into it with watching my dad do construction and he he had, uh, you know, all the tools there. I spent plenty of time as, as a very young kid uh, building forts with with my brothers from construction uh, leftovers and and stuff that my dad would bring back from from job sites and then yeah i just kind of fell in into that as you know working with my dad uh yeah i'm sure it's with with any job there's there's days where you don't enjoy it but overall i actually really enjoyed making things you you especially as you build when you're doing a full build you really get to see it come together from there was just a patch of dirt here before and then there's a you know a full house um but then even in in remodel where you get to see something broken and and within a few days it's you know you remodeled it and you have something really nice um when you're done if we could like continue to touch on that ezra like what were some of the aspects that you were um almost like uh the most challenging about your role and again i love how we have all you guys on um who are doing different roles so i would love to kind of hear about what was like the most challenging aspect of your particular role of your job or what was the hardest thing you had to do? Let's put it that way. Any stories? <laughs> I don't know necessarily the hardest, um, but definitely the least fun is always uh, insulation work. Nobody enjoys that. <laughs> well, Wyatt, give me your thumbs down. Tell us about your experience, Wyatt. Yeah, fill us in. So first of all, I've done uh, plenty of insulation work. Not plenty, actually. I've done maybe like, if you add it up, maybe like, a week or two worth of insulation work and it's not fun. It's miserable. I hate it. For me, probably the, the most difficult, the hardest thing in construction was calling my boss or contacting a customer after I'd made a big mistake, which that happens. If you work in construction, it's going to happen. I guarantee. And it's something you just, you just have to live with. And, um, that's the difference for me, at least like my own mistakes were always the difference between a good day and a bad day. A lot of the time, um, sometimes things can be really difficult and a job is actually really hard, but it's kind of satisfying. But if I make a mistake in that, it's just like now the difficulties are my fault and it's not fun anymore. And this is uh, applicable to just about all of life. Sometimes you have you make a mistake and you have to eat some humble pie and you have to call your boss or contact a customer or something like that. And that, for me, was always uh, the most difficult aspect of construction. When you, not to hark on the mistakes, but that I think is fascinating where um, when you have to work on uh, construction especially, was there anything that you learned from, especially this whole like, making mistakes. And we in Unbound, we do talk about learning from failure, right? Fail soon, fail often, things like that. Um, I look at some of the other career fields or positions or whatnot that we've talked about on pursuits. And there is the reality that some careers or jobs have a bit more risk than others. Um, for example, like we talked with EMS, with a lot of our fellow Unbounders who work in the medical field. And for them, a whoopsie is a lot worse, <laughs> generally speaking, right? 
so I was just like curious, um, as you mentioned, why, like, how was it to, how difficult was it to deal with these mistakes? Of course, I'm sure like it depends on like what happened, but like, was there anything that you learned from that process of like, okay, we're building something, something went wrong. Uh, we have to change the timeline on the project. Um, you know, let's shift things. Yeah, well, there are a couple of different kinds of mistakes. One is unavoidable unavoidable mistakes, and they happen, and you have to accept that. And one of the things that a couple of my bosses really helped me with and was influential in construction for me was kind of embracing uh, just doing things that you don't know how to do, doing things that you've never done before, knowing that there are going to be mistakes in that you can figure out how to solve those problems. And that is the nature of, of construction. No two jobs are the same. And so you're always going to end up with those things. Um, and so those are maybe more problems than mistakes. But then there are the types of mistakes that are things that, you know, you know, you should know better. They're avoidable mistakes. They are things that you should know how to avoid. And you make them anyways. And I don't have anything particularly profound to say about those except just take responsibility for your mistakes, first of all. No one ever likes working with anyone who won't take responsibility for their mistakes, especially if they try to put them on other people. And there are plenty of people like that in the construction business. Don't be like that. Take responsibility for your mistakes. Call the boss. Call the customer. Say, I goofed up. It's going to happen. And, you know, we have... Probably a mid-level, uh, how you would say that, the, the level of like how bad an error is. Like compared to EMS, a mistake in the construction site, not that big of a deal. But it does depend on the construction you're doing. You know, sometimes it means you have to break out some concrete you poured or fix a work truck or something like that. Ultimately, take responsibility for your mistakes and move on. Any other thoughts? from Caleb or Ezra? Yeah, I'd say that kind of comes down to having learned from mistakes. There's kind of an attitude of learning from mistakes. That's something my my father did really well at is teaching us boys early to, or I guess allowing us to make mistakes in areas where it's not going to be a major consequence so that you you learn to, to understand the consequences of mistakes. And then you can take from that, and I an attitude and an approach to your work where you actually can, you, you think through things far enough ahead that you avoid a lot of, of potential bigger mistakes. There, there's at least from the side of the, the remodel that I've done, there's a lot of it that is just problem solving and understanding, you know, if, if we do this in the remodel, it's, you know, what does that do? We, we did a lot of, like I said, uh, residential, but also commercial remodel and you have to, especially on commercial, you have to think through that most of the time the places weren't shut down all the way. And so you have to deal with what are the consequences of, of shutting down, you know, this area or that area. And, and sometimes that's as simple as I've actually had death threats because we had the Pepsi machine shut down. But you think through the consequences, you know, it, it, you have the Pepsi machine shut down. And so you, you just you think that way the whole the whole time, if at least I you know have of think through the consequences of of what a mistake would be um and not from the side of being afraid of it because you're, you're gonna make mistakes you can you can prevent a lot of mistakes by kind of thinking ahead yeah 
I have very little to add to what you guys have said. <laughs> um, but I guess one thing I was thinking about is a lot of the big mistakes I can think of that I've made in construction were all due to a re were all the result of a kind of a series of little mistakes that I made leading up to that. Like, you know, I mismanaged my time, so I'm running behind, so I'm in a hurry, so I'm trying to cram too much stuff in. So then I'm late. So then I leave the job site in a rush and don't think about what I'm doing. And I, you know, run the trailer into a fence post. Purely hypothetically speaking, of course, I've never actually done that. Just kidding. I, no, I, but but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't think of too many just like catastrophic mistakes that were just like instantaneous. It's often for me, I can back up and be like, oh, yeah, I deserve that. I could I could have seen that coming. No, I, and I hear you. So with these things, I really appreciate that as someone, again, genuinely who is not in, uh, who has not been in the industry, those are things that I don't even really think about, right? Oh, you know, what to shut down and how that's going to affect uh, whatever it is, the flow of traffic through the area or um, just, you know, what you need to be aware of. So I really appreciate that. Um, and I'm sure uh, we'll touch on that a little bit more later on. Uh, but just, again, having that awareness of how to make mistakes, of consequences, of how to do that right, uh, and just how construction affects a lot of areas that, again, I might not have thought of. So that's really cool. What are some of the the pros and cons that you feel like uh, you guys have working in construction? So what are the things that are fulfilling, such as, if you, as you guys have mentioned, being able to build things? Or what are some of the more, <laughs> the difficult things, the cons that um, are like, yep, ready to move on? What do you guys think? I think for me, one of the pros would be just the transferable skills that I've been surprised by in construction. I think specifically with working with people, I guess I didn't really anticipate going into construction that working with people would be a huge part of that, which was definitely not, not true. It is a huge part of that. And I've actually been thinking about this recently. One of the unique things about managing and construction, and Ezra and Wyatt, you can see what you think about this. Most of the time, especially if you're doing like a new build, you're working with a client who has just paid more money than they ever have before for a once in a lifetime purchase. And then you're kind of the in-between guy between a subcontractor who this is one of 200 jobs they do a year, right? Like it's it's a drop in the bucket. So it's like an, an interesting situation there where you have to kind of connect the dots between those two. And that's just more intense than I anticipated. So learning how to navigate that, how to work with people, and even just how to work with your coworkers during day after day of a lot of work, a lot of sweat, a lot of frustration. So yeah, I think the people side has been the biggest pro as a transferable skill. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's cons, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's some projects that are super fun and then there's some projects that are just incredibly monotonous and not super entertaining. And after spending 10 hours of doing something, you're just like, man, <laughs> I wish I was doing something else right now. But that's true on any job, though, what, that I've ever had is there's days when it's not the most enjoyable. But I would say one really big pro for me with construction is the, the skill that I can take um, and then give that experience to other people. Um, so I really enjoy, uh, had, had some good opportunities over the last couple of years here um, with people in my church where people had had house projects and they didn't 
didn't know anything about construction and never done uh, any construction. So I went and helped uh, one one family reset a whole bunch of their doors so they could uh, actually have opening and closing doors in their house um, and just other projects like that that I, I find really um, really rewarding. Even though I'm not you know I'm not going into it trying to run my own business or even charging them. It's it's me just giving my time um, in in fellowship together. Uh, and that's really rewarding. Like having a very useful skill is amazing. I love that. Yeah. I don't know what, uh, Caleb and Ezra were talking about for me. Construction was always just sunshine and roses. No, I'm just kidding. Um, for me, I think one of the biggest pros is the enjoyment of, seeing a job go from A to Z, as you mentioned this earlier on, seeing like a, a home go from, it's a, it's a mound of dirt. And then someone has a home. I haven't done much house building, but uh, on a big landscaping project, you'll have someone's backyard go from a muddy mess that just has weeds everywhere to, you know, two weeks later, they've got a really nice retaining wall, a backyard with grass, a drainage system to where it won't, stay muddy and nice flower beds. And it's just really fun to see the process of it going from something that just looks terrible and is completely unuseful to the customer to after a period of time later, it's actually, it looks really nice and uh, you can look at it and say, Hey, that was, we did a good job with that. That's one of the biggest pros for me. Yeah. And I love um, something that all of you guys have mentioned where, um, Caleb, you're talking about transferable skills. One of the coolest things, and I've, I believe I've said this on the podcast, but I'll say it again. It's worth mentioning how, um, we've done many episodes of Unbound Pursuits where we've gone to talk with many different, uh, career fields. And it's so awesome to see how genuinely there are some transferable skills that are used in every single, uh, career path. Uh, and a huge one is communication. If you can or can't work with people, that is going to make or break whatever you do, whether you're a writer to hearing construction or obviously media, uh, EMS, um, you know, artists, just you know, real estate, like all these different um, things, IT, even you have to work with people and that is going to uh, propel you to success and the field that you're in. Um, since we're talking about construction specifically, was there any other uh, transferable skills that you guys have picked up on over the years? And again, some of you guys uh, right now, like why you mentioned are in seminary, right? So you're not like doing construction full time or Ezra, you're not doing construction or completely in that uh, industry as anymore. Uh, what would, are there any skills that have helped you as you move on? I would say uh, problem solving is a really big one. Um, for construction, especially having done remodel, um, because you, there's, there's so many unknowns when you go to start doing a, a remodel job and they're, they're so varied. Every single one is different. Um, I would say that's a really big, uh, big one. Um, for me also was a, the ability to kind of see what needs done and, and be able to start doing that before having to be told to by it, by my boss. Um, which was my dad, you know, almost, almost all of my time working in construction, but, um, just through his training and kind of spending enough time on the job site, you, you start to see the things that just need done. 
I'm sure that there are some. I can't think of any right now. I mean, you could say work ethic, maybe. Uh, like, I know that that does carry over. Problem solving is something everybody uses at some at points in their life. Right now, I'm in a very, like, academic setting, which is kind of the the opposite in some ways from where I was. But just the ability to, like, know what, um, like, what are the requirements for assignments and things like that, which I was already doing that in college. And so I don't know how well I do at that, though, because it's, uh, I haven't, you know, gotten grades back for my papers or anything like that. So maybe I'm doing terribly <laughs> about, at that. I don't know. <laughs> you know I guess we'll find out by the time this podcast episode comes out. Well, check in on your brother Wyatt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you might not be doing it so good. That's right. Um, but we will find out how transferable the skills are. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I do like how you mentioned earlier where, um, yeah, you also at the seminary you're at help with, um, you know, things around, uh, the seminary. And it, once again, I would say that is just the fact that you do construction and are able to build or fix things is a huge skill that, um, I, I certainly just, I'm not that handy with fixing or building things. And that is just already in itself a huge um, gift, a huge transferable skill that you can use to, you know, fix stuff wherever you are. Uh, Caleb, I know you were the one who kind of started the conversation about transferable skills, but is there anything else that you can think of that has been helpful for you? Yeah, I think Ezra and Wyatt said some good stuff. Uh, Wyatt, you said work ethic or I was thinking maybe discipline would be something. Um, and I, I probably have a little less experience with this than you guys, since you guys have kind of moved past construction and done other things and I'm still doing it right now. But yeah, hundred percent uh, problem solving. I think one interesting thing that I learned would be that there are a lot more principles in construction than I realized, but there's also a lot more room for creativity than I at first realized, especially with like remodeling and, stuff like that. So that's been challenging because there's a lot to learn, but also freeing that I don't have to do this one exact way. There's room for creativity and problem solving in that. Yeah. I've just, I've been thinking about ways I can transfer that over to other areas of my life as well. With construction specifically there. Yeah. There is specific skills that you learn, um, kind of a mastery of, of, the this tool set you're going to be using which depending on what you know what construction right uh you're doing is is different but you can see a theme in, in what we're pulling out those are all skills you could learn in any job if you're approaching it well um if you're approaching it to learn right um it, it it's not that i i don't think construction is particularly suited better than another role you know, than another job to, to teach you problem solving or, or work ethic or um, there, there is something about uh, hard manual labor that does quickly either either you you fail at it or you you do learn a, a discipline um, to continue at something hard. Very much agree. Uh, on that note, I am curious uh, and I. It's not exactly in the notes, so I'm going to throw this question at you guys. But I really wanted to ask, what uh, 
was there ever what was the most interesting project that you guys have worked on for example Ezra you've mentioned many remodeling um, works or you know why I came to play with the big machines so yeah again the question is what do you think is the most interesting project you've worked on in your years in construction that one's pretty easy for me we had a, a remodel that we did um in in the area i grew up in we have a lot of back that up a little the the frost level there is three feet so you have to you have to dig three feet down in order to get your foundation below the frost level so so the the ground doesn't heave and break the either break the foundation or freeze your piping um so then most people dig either five or eight um with that older house houses were all done with these like five foot tall cellar basements they're not finished it's still just like a dirt floor um anyways there was a, a house we we were contracted to to come work on the old foundation was collapsing in on itself so the whole house was about ready to just fall down into a hole but it was in a a river plain so you couldn't um legally go outside of the um the initial footprint of the house the the, the zoning was such where you had to stay legally inside of the footprint of the house um so we ended up doing a, a project where we we put the house up on um big i-beams we ran them underneath the house lifted the house up just i mean just a little bit actually as far as the lift right we moved it maybe half an inch up um the the homeowner took a took a skid steer and excavated underneath their house and then we poured a, a full basement under the house, you know, full height, set the house back down. Um, that was a, a very unique and, and interesting project working, you know, for, for a couple months underneath this house that's sitting on stilts. Um, I'm sure strengthened your faith a little bit. <laughs> there, there, yeah. was one, there was one time it came a little too close to coming down. Whoa. <laughs> we had a an out of season heavy rainstorm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Wow. Very interesting. Um, I don't have anything super interesting off off the top of my head. I would think if I could think for a little while, I might come up with something more interesting. But like not too long ago, um, at the landscaping company where I worked, we did a large retaining wall job large for us we did fairly small jobs but there was there were like uh, five separate retaining walls on this property these people came in and they completely redid their backyard they put in a pool they had probably 20 trees taken down out of their backyard and so their their backyard was completely redone we had to haul out several dump truck loads of dirt and when we did this job i had built maybe like two retaining walls in my life, small ones. And I had never built a retaining wall with like the type of material we were using before. And so it wasn't interesting because of anything that's like inherently interesting about the job. It was just interesting because it was new. It was a much larger, a much larger job than what we normally did. And uh, it was just a learning experience. And on top of that, it was me and on average, probably one other guy who did the whole thing. So it was just uh, very hands on the whole time. For sure. 
I'm sure you learned a, a ton where it's just you have to do everything. I think for me, um, I'm just trying to think about what was the coolest project we worked on or the most interesting. Uh, about a year ago, we did a remodel. Well, remodel and addition. It was basically a new build by the time they were done. But uh, the original house was a log building that they had records of it back to the 1860s. So that's not records of it being built. That's just records of it being there. They don't know how much older it was than that. And of course, long since had been, they'd put siding over it and then I think siding over top of that again. But uh, just, it, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Just going back in, exposing those old wood beams. They, uh, we re-chinked it all. And yeah, it was, it was just an interesting project and it was super satisfying to get it done and look at all these old beams. And that was just a super cool project. Refinished. I don't know. I can't imagine they were the original floors, but some really old pine floors in there. We refinished. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. Hey, everyone. David here with a brief break in the episode to just wanted to let you guys know about uh, one of Unbound's brand new programs that we have just launched. Uh, if you have been familiar with Unbound for a little while now, and you might know about our Ascend program, which is Unbound's higher education alternative. Uh, we are actually now running a program called Ascend Semester, where instead of Ascend being a year-long program, Semester packs all of the great things about Ascend. Things like uh, our project-based education approach, you get to come to a live event, you get to work through a project with an Ascend team, you get to participate in the amazing Unbound community and have all of the same great experiences for personal growth and development that is offered by the main Ascend program, but it's all packed into one semester. So enrollment for that program is open right now. You can get the cheapest price available for early enrollment if you enroll this month in October, but enrollment is open right now. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go check it out at beunbounded.us slash semester. That will be linked in the show notes below as well. Now, back to the episode. Well, here's another question, uh, and that would be Having all your experience in construction and Caleb, what you were talking about with, um, right, stripping a building down and understanding how uh, the process of building a, you know, a structure or whatever it is, retaining walls and all these different things. What do you think is something that most people, like the average person, would not understand about the process? Whether it's like how things are built or the amount of time or effort put into certain things. What do you feel like it's something that you wish people like understood more about construction? Yeah, I would say the importance of water and making sure water goes where it's supposed to go and does not go where it's not supposed to go. Every, I can probably safely say every single construction job I've worked on that is one of the most important aspects of every job is making water go where you want it to go and making sure it does not go where you don't want it to go. I, I could concur with that. I've done a lot of water uh, repair work. Um, yeah, no, I, and that, see, like, that sounds like something that's like, yeah, duh, like obvious, but truly that's something that i've not like huh thought about that with construction you always have to deal with water so i appreciate that another way to ask the question would be yeah what are some of the things 
that are like, you know, the whole like dumb p- things that people will say about construction. You're like, well, that's not how things work. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking, I feel like the biggest thing that we like to complain about when the customers aren't around just amongst ourselves would be more selection choices than anything else. Most clients will let you do what you need to do, but we love to bang our heads against the wall and be like, what are they thinking? This is going to look terrible, which is none of our business. <laughs> we don't ever do it when they're around, but, but uh, I don't know. That's a hard thing to nail down. Mm. Cause that's totally our opinion. Well, no. And that's a good point though, which is funny. Like the whole artistic choice thing for sure. There, there can often come kind of a, a clash between what's practically doable and, and art, artistic. Um, a joke that kind of sums it up that I've heard a lot in construction is is the, the construction guy asks, well, do you know why there won't be any architects in heaven? And it's because Jesus was a carpenter. <laughs> and, and so there, you know, it, the, 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 the funny behind that is that that often is a kind of a, a tension between an idea um, that somebody has a, a vision that, that they'll have of how they want this to look. And then the reality of like, you, you can't do that. Um, whether it be just you know, stru- structurally, it doesn't work or, or physically there's, there's no way to be you able know, for, for manpower to, to, to do that. Um, to the most common one, uh, is expectation of being able to do more, than than they can with the amount of money they have that's universal um (laughs) in every you know every field um there's definitely often an expectation with clients that if they can find something cheaper themselves and give to us to use it'll save them lots of money and in our experience it's almost always way more expensive to use old barn wood to do something, to use an old door that they found for cheap, to put an old window in for cheap. Just the added labor is so, so much higher that it's almost never cost effective to pay someone else to do that. And that's just something people can't wrap their heads around often. So yeah, that's just something I've, we've run into a lot recently. Very interesting for sure. I, I think that's another very um, interesting point. Uh, where you guys talk about expectation versus reality. And Ezra, to your point, that reminds me of a bit more of my industry, which is film and media, where, yeah, like you have a crazy idea. And again, with the fun with movies is that you can, in a certain aspect, right, visual effects and special effects, something into existence compared to architecture versus construction is that you have this really cool idea but then you have to actually build the thing and make it work and like, right, not kill people. So, yeah, that's that's fascinating. And, um, yeah, I can very much see that as a challenge. Um, and, and so speaking of that challenge, as we wrap up, uh, for those listening, there might be other unbounders um, or younger people who are interested in exploring construction as a career field or at least a job. What would you guys say to those who are considering construction? Two things that I think are really key. The first is being uh, teachable and uh, just learning constantly. And the second is just diving in and doing things that you don't know how to do 
and just figure out how to make it work as you do, as you go. So there's an element of kind of like confidence you have to do, to have to be able to just jump in and do it and hope you can figure it out along the way, but also never an arrogance to where you're not teachable or you're not learning because every job is different. Uh, you're going to be learning things. You're going to have to be learning things. Uh, you're going to work with coworkers, bosses, customers who are going to have input and you have to be willing to listen to their input and learn as you go. 100%. Love that. If you're interested in construction, now's a pretty good time to do it. Like there are a lot of people who are looking for people to, to hire in those fields. I would say, think carefully about who you want to work for. Like just take a little bit of time and think about, is this someone I want to work for? Well, unless you're doing something independently, that's different, but who you're, who you're working with makes a huge difference in how much you're going to enjoy the job and how much you're going to learn. So take some time. It's not going to be that hard to get hired if you're a hard worker and you've got good work that work ethic. Um, but look around and make sure you, you're working for somebody that you want to spend 10 hours a day with. Yeah. It's going to go off of that. Some, I would, I would actually say, um, couple things yeah the, the industry has been majorly undermanned for a really long time um and so yeah it's it's not hard to, typically uh it's slowing down a little at least from from what i've seen uh you know nationally right now um but it you know people are hiring in, in construction a lot um I know the, the the more typical counsel people will give uh, when looking at a career is actually to specialize. Um, I would go the opposite. I would actually say generalize, um, at least to start with. Um, get some some broad experience in construction because um, then you'll have a lot of skills you can take anywhere, as opposed to one skill you you could you know you're kind of in that uh, particular uh, place on. So I, I you know learned remodel and building. Um, and so I can, you know, I can, can sit here and have anybody from my church go, Hey, you know, I've got this issue at my house and I can go solve, you know, solve that for them, whatever it be. Or I could, you know, build myself a, a house you know, from, from the ground up. Um, so I'd actually say like, personally, I would, I would encourage people to go kind of broad first um, and then as you get into it, if you find an area you like more, you can, you can kind of specialize down into that a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, to Caleb's point, you know, find, find somebody you, you want to spend time around, you know, looking there, there's usually people in, in your, your community, or at least kind of in your extended community, uh, that would be able to connect to somebody who'd be a, a good, um, a good connection point to, to kind of start getting experience depends on. If you're, if you're starting truly in, at zero experience, I would actually say probably look for somebody who owns multiple properties, who's a, who's a property owner and needs maintenance crews. It's very different from, from kind of standard construction where people are looking for full-time workers. But I think there's a, a great opportunity there for, for gaining low-risk experience um, in an industry that is, is really hard for the big companies to work in because on a, on a couple hour repair job, it's really hard to have a big construction company that, that does that. 
Um, I've seen that here in, in the Washington state where homeowners or not homeowners, but like property owners will pay really high for, you know, they still need skilled labor, but you can, you can probably find uh, lots of opportunity for people who, who they're looking for some help to come along and, and learn from them and, and work with them because there's just a, there's even a greater lack of labor there. Oh yes. Ezra, what Caleb, you guys have been amazing in breaking down some of the details. Um, I really appreciated a lot of the, again, just aspects that are seem common, but truly are things that most other people might not think about as they look at construction and how it's necessary with building things and all that. So once again, thank you for being on. This has been really fun. And yes, if for the, our listeners, if you guys have any questions, I would love to hear them in the comments below. All right. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in with us this week. We hope you enjoyed this conversation with some of our alumni. Next week, we have an episode of our Conversations series. Abe, tell us a little bit about what we have coming up next week. Yes, sir, David. So next week with Conversations, we are speaking with Sammy Cohn. Once again, one of our speakers from Apex during the story. This past year, Sammy sits down to talk a lot about uh, her experiences with uh, finding life purpose, seeking God's uh, will, and what that means for us as young people practically in our daily lives. So you definitely don't want to miss that episode. So once again, thank you all for tuning in with us. And as always, be unbound. <laughs>